Hachette Audio presents The Geography of Bliss, one grump search for the happiest places in the world. Written and read by Eric Weiner. In these days of wars and rumors of wars, haven't you ever dreamed of a place where there was peace and security, where living was not a struggle, but a lasting delight? Lost Horizon, directed by Frank Capra, 1937. Introduction My bags were packed and my provisions loaded. I was ready for adventure. And so, on a late summer afternoon, I dragged my reluctant friend Drew off to explore new worlds and, I hoped, to find some happiness along the way. I've always believed that happiness is just around the corner. The trick is finding the right corner. Not long into our journey, Drew grew nervous. He pleaded with me to turn back, but I insisted we press on, propelled by an irresistible curiosity about what lay ahead. Danger? Magic? I needed to know, and to this day I'm convinced I would have reached wherever it was I was trying to reach, had the Baltimore County Police not concluded, impulsively I thought at the time, that the shoulder of a major thoroughfare was no place for a couple of five-year-olds. Some people acquire the travel bug, others are born with it. My affliction, if that's what it is, went into remission for many years following my aborted expedition with Drew. It resurfaced after college with renewed fury. I desperately wanted to see the world, preferably on someone else's dime. But how? I had no marketable skills, a stunted sense of morality, and a gloomy disposition. I decided to become a journalist. As a foreign correspondent for National Public Radio, I traveled to places such as Iraq, Afghanistan, and Indonesia unhappy places. On one level, this made perfect sense. Unconsciously, I was observing the first law of writing, write about what you know. And so, notebook in hand, tape recorder slung over my shoulder, I roamed the world telling the stories of gloomy, unhappy people. The truth is that unhappy people, living in profoundly unhappy places, make for good stories. They tug at heartstrings and inspire pathos. They can also be a real bummer. What if, I wondered, I spent a year traveling the globe, seeking out not the world's well-trodden trouble spots, but rather its unheralded happy places, places that possess, in spades, one or more of the ingredients that we consider essential to the hearty stew of happiness—money, pleasure, spirituality, family, and chocolate, among others. Around the world, dozens of what-ifs play themselves out every day. What if you lived in a country that was fabulously wealthy and no one paid taxes? What if you lived in a country where failure is an option? What if you lived in a country so democratic that you voted seven times a year? What if you lived in a country where excessive thinking is discouraged? Would you be happy then? That's exactly what I intended to find out, and the result of this admittedly harebrained experiment is the audiobook you're now listening to. I was born in the year of the smiley face, 1963. That's when a graphic designer from Worcester, Massachusetts named Harvey Ball invented the now ubiquitous grinning yellow graphic. Originally, Ball's creation was designed to cheer up people who worked at, of all places, an insurance company, but it has since become synonymous with the frothy, quintessentially American brand of happiness. Ball's cheery icon never worked its magic on me. I am not a happy person, never have been. As a child, my favorite Winnie the Pooh character was Eeyore. For most of human history, I would have been considered normal. Happiness in this life, on this earth, was a prize reserved for the gods and the fortunate few. 
Today, though, not only is happiness considered possible for anyone to attain, it is expected. Thus I, and millions of others, suffer from the uniquely modern malady that historian Darren McMahon calls the unhappiness of not being happy. It is no fun at all. And so, like many others, I've worked at it. I never met a self-help book I didn't like. My bookshelf is a towering, teetering monument to existential angst, brimming with books, informing me that happiness lies deep inside of me. If I'm not happy, they counsel, that I'm not digging deep enough. This axiom of the self-help industrial complex is so deeply ingrained as to be self-evident. There's only one problem. It's not true. Happiness is not inside of us, but out there, or, to be more precise, the line between out there and in here is not as sharply defined as we think. 